You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, you better take 
African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters, in the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. 
We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotep family, hope everything is well with you today. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping, too, that the weather was accommodating for you to do it. And, of course, if it wasn't, you got it done anyway because that's the kind of brother and sister that you is. That's why we love and respect you for it. 
This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, there's always our archives at timeforanawakening.com. Top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that. To drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Or you can just go to the search engine that you want, uh, you know, Google, whatever. Or even time for an awakening. Put in Baba Oshi in the search. Put in babaoshi.net. B-A-D-A-O-S-H-I dot net. And then, once again, there'll be programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. This program, of course, is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The other program we have is Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Fridays. Fridays at 8 p.m. And Sundays at 7 p.m. Time for an awakening. And of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. That's 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses webuyblack.com Africa for the Africans Brother Bomani Taihim has been arranging trips to take our people to the motherland for many years well over 400 maybe over 500 people he has, t- he has taken since he, since he began his next upcoming trip is November 16th to the 27th November 16th to the 27th it's $4,200 going to Tanzania you can see the, you can see Mount Kilimanjaro and the Serengeti and Arusha, and many other beautiful things in Tanzania. Some people pronounce it Tanzania, but they pronounce it Tanzania. All right, December twenty fourth to January fourth, twenty twenty four, a Zinia forty five hundred dollars Zinia, and of course, the Caucasians call it South Africa. But the brothers and sisters call it a Xenia. And that's what it's that's what it is, family. It's a Xenia. Get them crackers out. Anyway, oh anyway, sorry. Um <laughs> March twenty ninth to April 9th, twenty twenty four. Liberia, forty two hundred dollars. July eleventh to July twenty third, Ghana, forty four hundred dollars. November twenty first. To December 2nd, 2024, $4,400 to Kemet, what the Greeks called Egypt, to Kemet. And then April 1st to April 11th, 2025, $4,400 <laughs> to Senegal and to Gambia. To Senegal and Gambia. That's Africa for the Africans. Brothers and sisters, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, Go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans.org. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated. Habasha stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And of course, those brothers and sisters are doing the work here in Atlanta and on the continent. Their Kashi project in Ghana was launched back in October. 
beautiful buildings they have and all the great work that they're doing. Brothers and sisters, Habashah, Incorporated.org. Okay. The LEDGE Group. LEDGE stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Brothers and sisters, they work in the area of, of a vitally importance to human existence, and that is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects in six different countries on the continent. They employ over 170, and they, and they have over 260 members. Become a member of the LEDGE Group, Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics. Abibiatumi, dot com. Their, their first annual Abibiatumi Conference uh, is co- upcoming. July 7th through the 9th. July 7th through the 9th. It will be streamed um, because the conference will be taking place in Ghana. And the online piece, uh, go to abibiotumi.com and get the information. And uh, for more details, email conference at abibiotumi.com. Conference at abibiotumi.com. They're going to deal with the areas of education, military, institutional economic, agricultural, and technological community, family, and our power. Abibiatumi.com Moses West Foundation. Brothers and sisters, the Moses West Foundation provides clean and safe drinking water to communities worldwide through sustainable missions. Has a 509 veteran and minority-owned nonprofit organization. We're dedicated to making a lasting impact on global water crisis with our innovative Atmospheric water generator, the AWG water generation technology, AWG, atmospheric water generation. We address disaster impact zones, water scarcity, water rescue. Your contribution helps us fulfill our mission to improve the access to clean water. Support us today and help change the world. Ashe, the Moses West Foundation. Haven't had them on in a while and like to get them on the program to talk about the new things that are happening. I know he has a newsletter and uh, brothers just doing great work. The fact of the matter is, is that some of us believe that there's a water, you know, yes, there's a water crisis only because there are not enough of these water generators. Because, <laughs> I mean, because of climate change, there's serious evaporation. There's serious water scarcity. But there's water all around us. There's moisture in the air. The machine takes the moisture out of the air and it just extracts out of that moisture. It doesn't take the contaminants. It doesn't take the toxics, the toxins. It takes the H2O molecule and and it cleans and filters that. Open up a tap, out comes clean drinking, safe drinking water or water you can use for, for aquaponics to grow food, water you can use for your plants. Safe drinking water. All right. Ah, yes. It's the day before the. It's the day before the Fourth of July, and of course that's what we're going to be dealing with today. So let me get through these announcements, and we'll deal with that. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located here in the West End, here in Atlanta, Georgia, right on Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard. I live on the street that turns into. Uh, Ralph David Abernathy, and that's Cascade. So I don't live far from the West End. And uh, Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. 
located at the West End. Give them, give them a call at 404-444-1635. 404-444-1635. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, Mama Nia. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, T-shirts, figurines, and so much more. Give her a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Serving delicious African coffees in Lithonia. That's east of here, off of I-20. You head east on I-20, exit 74. Make a left. Now you're headed north. And about a mile or so, it's right on the left. The new... The um, Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. They have a number of books, selections, great selections of books, uh, T-shirts, all kinds. The, the red, black, and green shoes, all kind of good stuff at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. And then jump back on that road heading once again. Now you're heading south. Make a left. You're still heading east. The next exit is exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Make a right, three lights, three lights. Make another light right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Has my good brother do, who has the Af- athletics apparel. That is the uh, African-themed sporting apparel. He has the, the Zulus, the Herus, the Dogon, the Star Seed, and the Omex. <laughs> Boy, he has it all. That's right. That's my good brother. Yep, the Moors, the Afroletics, Afroletics. Yeah, right there in the mall, the new Black Wall Street Market. Us Lifting Us, Us Lifting Us, the Economic Development Cooperative for Our People in the Spirit of Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics, every Thursday night, the Thursday night broadcast on blogtalkradio.com. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU us lifting us every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. and of course you can call to listen or you can give questions comments or concerns by dialing 929-477-2789 that's 929-477-2789 us lifting us and Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. They're not, they're not open on Mondays, but they're open Tuesday. Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. in Macon, Georgia. Man, Brother B just got it going on. His place is packed with all kind of good stuff. And he even has a vegan restaurant on the premise. That's right. Give Brother B a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. One one six six Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, Macon, Georgia. Sun Goddess Sense, Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located at forty-one forty Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, Booth two twenty-five. For more information, contact my good sister Shelly Amonset. That's right, Shelly's number is four zero four four three four seven nine six three. That's four zero four four three four. Seven nine six three. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay-Aiti.org. The work that Sister Gabby is doing is phenomenal. Working with our children in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti, up in the hills. Believe me, brothers and sisters, they rely on us. 
they rely on us because you know the the government they have no funding so go to the website at sanjay s-o-n-j-e dash i-e-t-a-y-i-t-i dot org sanjay dash i-e-t dot org Ackerman Ackerman House Ackerman Institute you know I love them that's the Barudis that's my people I love them man um Good announcements for the for the Barudis. They have uh, still have their online homeschool tutorial program, and uh, it's open to students from the fourth grade to the twelfth grade for this academic year and via Zoom meetings. And starting August first, starting August first, uh, this is a homeschool tutorial program for Akaban. Okay, starting August first. Contact Baba Baruti or Mama Inia at 404-753-7237, 404-753-7237. By email, yabaruti at yahoo or mmoalimubaruti at yahoo. Or on Facebook, Akaban Institute. Yep. Okay. And uh, he has a workshop. And uh, next week, Saturday, Common Sense Security, Baba Baruti, from 12 noon to 4 p.m., Common Sense Security. And how you can access Common Sense Security, uh, the lecture, uh, make your donation, $20 individual, 35 family, youth, under 18, $10. Via PayPal, at the PayPal account, is Baruti at Yahoo!, or the Cash App, the Cash App account, dollar sign ya M Baruti. Okay, include your pertinent information, common sense security, your name, and the email address so they can send you the link. That's July eighth from twelve. Um, July eighth from twelve noon to four p.m. Okay, and then liberated minds. Sister Taishi. Yes, Queen Taishi. And she's the founder of Liberated Minds. Baba Rudy's doing a, a, uh, a dress. That's July 21st to July 23rd, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Go to liberatedmindsexpo.com. Liberatedmindsexpo.com. Calling black homeschoolers, homeschool groups, parents, grandparents, children, educators, institutions, extracurricular programs, community activists, counselors, speakers, artists, vendors, educators, entrepreneurs, and business owners and sponsors, and so much more. We're saying help our children. Okay? The conference will be at the Piedmont Technical College Conference Center. It will be incredible days. Over 50 workshops, educational exhibits, over 1,000 people expected to be there to empower our people. Liberated Minds, Black Homeschool and Education Expo. Right on. The 12th annual Liberated Minds, Baba Rudy will be giving the address, Identity of an African-Centered Educator. The Identity of an African-Centered Educator. Which, of course, that's what he is. In August... August, Saturday, August 5th. The hunt is on. The 
Hauntmenticide. Robert Rudy will be giving an address Saturday, August 5th from noon to 2 p.m. From noon to 2 p.m. And that's at the quarter, quarterly men's meeting, the gathering. Uh, donations are $10, $5 for warriors. And of course, once again, the PayPal account, Yabaruti at Yahoo, or the Cash App account, dollar sign Yabaruti. Okay? Include the information. The hunt is on your name and your email address so you can be sent a link. The hunt is on. And Mama, Mama Inia, she has her sister circle, same day, August 5th, from 4 to 6 p.m., embracing African womanhood. Embracing African womanhood. Same thing applies your name, your email address, so they can send you the link. Same thing. All right, family. And then save the date, September 16th, for African Warriors Day. African Warriors Day. In previous years, Baba Rudy and Baba Brothers and celebrate African Warriors Day, Men's Day in September. Inia and Mama, and Mamas and Sisters celebrate African Women's Day in December. This year and going forward, we will combine these celebrations into one joint celebration for us all in September. We hope to see you there. Abibi for Hodier. That's good news, family. We're celebrating together. Ashe. Ashe. So, and of course, school starts back next month. That's right. <laughs> school starts back next month. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, let us get to the Inya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. And, uh, Go through that. Mm-hmm. In your, oh, wait a minute. Is that, okay, here we go. In your system of daily revolutionary thought. July 2nd. The most difficult thing to get people to do is to accept the obvious. Dick Gregory. Western science has long recognized that individuals who find satisfaction or pleasure in repeatedly harming others, be they humans, animals, plants, or other things in the universe, have low self-esteem. With this in mind, we have to consider the fact that what normally or disproportionately applies to individuals in a in a group or nation applies to that group or nation of which they are a part of. For if it is the culture in conjunction with the society has a creation of the Asili, which fosters and nourishes a particular personality. Therefore, we can safely conclude as African social scientists that European society has low self-esteem. It's, it's history of, of ongoing wanton violence against others, especially defenseless, defenseless others and those who simply want to live in their own space in peace reveals that innate mental illness. European social scientists, in effect, to deflect blame from their faulty Asili and, and project their abnormal traits on all of humanity, attempt to attribute these culturally violent tendencies in their population and those 
socialized in their cultural context to the groups that they have victimized, disempowered, and defined as deviant with a myriad of erroneous racist theories which make their schizophrenic thought and behavior appear as if it is not part of their part and parcel of their unique their cultural innate degenerative matter. Affirm. I have moved beyond the analytical limits of the propaganda of a few bad apples. It's just, oh, they're just a few bad apples. No, the whole goddamn thing is rotten. Affirm. I have moved beyond the analytical limits of the propaganda of a few bad apples. July 3rd. I felt that one had better die fighting against injustice than to die like a dog or a rat in a trap. Had already determined to sell my life as dearly as possible if attacked. I felt that if I could just take one lyncher with me, this would even up the score a little bit. My dear sister, this beautiful woman, Ida B. Wells. Ida B. Wells. The notorious treachery of European females as leaders and other active participants in the oppression and genocide of the world's people of color is right before our eyes. Who do you think were responsible for the deaths of the majority of African men who were lynched? These Europeans were actively engaged in female responsibilities of lynching from the initial lynching or rubber stamping of their men's lies about violations against their make-believe chastity to pretending for and participating in the festivities of burning, shooting, hanging, as well as picking through the, the, the fighting over the physical remains of our murdered ancestors for souvenirs. Their smiling faces are well represented in the barbaric crowds. Lynchings were celebrations involving family and food, of which they were primarily responsible. The female armor that rich, overt racist traditions continue. Today, overtly, they comprise one quarter of all active non-racist group memberships and half of all new recruits. Not non-racist, known racist, let me say that. Not non, known racist groups. And as noted in the critiques of feminism, female Urugu have and continue to benefit has no other group. They have they have as much a vested interest in the perpetuation of race-based privilege as their males. Nepotism applies to sisters, wives, nieces, mothers, grandmothers, and daughters, as well as to brothers, nephews, and sons. Affirm, I make sure I even up the score. Affirm, I make sure I even the score. Man, I know, man. Cracker ass crackers with the old cracker ass. <laughs> oh man, I tell you. I t- let me let me catch this caller. Uh, let me catch this caller. Four one four four one four. Good morning. Good morning, brother Oshie. That's right, How brother. You doing? That's right, brother and sister. It's Larooned <laughs> Black Laws. <laughs> How you doing, hey, man, dear brother? About uh, volume one and volume two of uh, NEA State Sim because of you. Right on. I'm like, that's some good stuff. It is. It really is. It's great stuff. You know, uh, to me, I've been doing it now 
with the NSA Center, I think about four years. Every, right. Every program reading, and it and that sets the program off, man. It really does. Gotta, and and you know, and, and what's interesting, what's interesting, brother Larue, is that I don't look at the NSA Center and then do a topic. I just get a topic, and it just so happens that what I'm going to talk about as a topic is already summarized and highlighted in the NSA Center, man. It's just. It's just how it, it's just the spirit, man. It's how it goes, you know. You know what? And it's just it's funny, man, because I was just writing about the self-esteem issues, yeah, and uh, some of the things that Dr. Arkbar talks about, like alien self mm-hmm. disorder, anti-self, and uh, self-destructive disorder, and all those things relate to uh, self-esteem issues. Right. But, yes. Yeah. No, yep. Yeah, uh, just working on that, man. Yeah, I'm like, so, yeah, it's a spirit, man. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. you know, the Caucasian does suffer from low self-esteem. That's why he does what he does. That's why he has to put himself on top of everybody else. That's why he has to eliminate that's called, groups. That's called know? he overcompensates. Yeah. He, he's afraid of everybody, mm-hmm. and so therefore his guard is up against everybody, and he feels like uh, he needs to attack. And even dominate the whole world. Yeah. For his own, for his own personal uh, safety, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, you know, uh, Francis Crest, he came out with that. Um, in fact, I was at a uh, at a conference in, and uh, where she said it came to her when she was in the kitchen. You know what her and Neely Fuller were talking about, and why the European has to do what they do. You know, she says because they suffer you know, from genetic, uh, the possibility of genetic annihilation. You know, when they went around the world, start taking everybody's stuff in the name of, and then having right. sexual relationships through rape, and they raping the, the, the women they encountered, they looked, all the offspring did not look like them. You know? So right. they recognized that if, if this continues to happen, and, you know, we could get birthed out of existence. You know? And and what's happening now is that their population, they've been experiencing negative population growth for decades. Uh, the virus brought that out. The virus just devastated Europe, devastated those older populations because their population, their mean age population is like in the 40s, you know? And so right. they're not they're not having children the way they can. That's another reason why they they're that uh, the people, not the women so much, but a lot of the people want to stop abortions. You know, they want to stop abortions for Caucasians. They don't want to stop abortions for us. You know, of course not. Yeah, you, know, you can have all the abortions you want. You know, but we want to stop abortions for Caucasians and we want to have you birth those folks and if somebody else needs to uh, uh, adopt those kids, so be it. You know, in fact, the bottom line is we need more white kids for adoption, more Caucasian kids for adoption. You know, it's got so damn bad. We we, we adopting little black kids and shit, you know, Asian kids, you know. <laughs> so, you know we don't want to adopt some of them. We want to adopt some little white kids. In fact, what's prized, and, and this is not a, this is not saying some bullshit, because what is prized on a, an, an adoption for particularly for Europeans, whether you're in Europe 
or whether you're in, in, in America or anywhere else, is blonde blue eyes. You know, blonde or blonde eyes and blue hair. No, blonde and blue eyes. You know. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Should we think anything else other than that? Whatever they do, they're doing for their benefit. Right. I mean, why would we think anything other than that? Mm-hmm. That's like. That's like. That's like even your. That's like. You're going to treat somebody else's kids better than you treat your own kids. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's, that's a, a no. insanity. Exactly. That's not going to happen. No, in fact, it's not going to happen. In fact, everything you're going to do is to help benefit your children. Um, you know, this thing with the Supreme Court, and we all knew this was going to happen since the court became predominant conservative, you know, and people are mad because we didn't, vote for Hillary Clinton. You had a flawed-ass candidate. You shouldn't have had her ass run for public office. I wouldn't have voted for that heifer for dog catcher. You know? I hate the Clinton. I mean, in there, if you, look, if you're sitting at their table and you're voting for who's going to be the head of their table, it doesn't matter who you vote for. Right. Right. Because whoever's going to be the head of their table, that's who it's going to be. Exactly. For them. This is their table. This is their table. You know. Exactly. So, you know, so they got all mad because Donald Trump was able to appoint three conservative justices. Now, understand, too, uh, in Barack Obama's uh, second term, where it was almost a year out, they wouldn't allow him to even bring forth a candidate. They weren't going to entertain an interview or nothing. They weren't going to do a damn thing. And then even some of those crackers said that, that they would do the same thing uh, if, if, it, if it was uh, the next president in his last year. You know, we wouldn't allow him to make an appointment and, and to have that, and have that uh, appointment confirmed by the city, by the Senate, rather, excuse me. And you see that was a right. damn lie. That was a damn lie. They couldn't, Mitch McConnell and, and all those other racist son of a bitches couldn't wait to put that that, that woman up uh, for nomination and have her run through. It was a, see, they, that's why to me today is proof positive of who and what they are. The fourth of exactly. you lie. Exactly, exactly. They some, I was looking at it, man. Uh, they, they say that the first Africans were brought here in 1619. Under slavery, and then in 1776, they declared they made all the statements that contradicted what they was doing to us. Right, because then we weren't considered human. See, all the all the statements that they had for for what they wanted to say about independence and freedom and 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 all the things that you could go for life, liberty, pursuit of land and happiness was meant for Caucasians and of course at the time for Caucasian men you know and and so wherever wherever you were um I'm I'm not sure of other ethnic groups within Caucasians you know Italians Poles or whatever but basically that was for Caucasian men and of course we were considered not even human we were three-fifths of a human being based upon their count that was for political purposes. Right. Um, right. 
so that because the South was gaining a right by population right uh, right to you know to, to make decisions. But uh, but they knew we were human. I mean, they knew that. And, of course and they and did. People were like, huh? Of course they did. But they didn't want to recognize did. it. You know, well, if they're yeah. if they're doing something ugly and nefarious, which they were, they, you know, they're not going to recognize that. And in well, even that's true in any war, it, it, no matter what, when you when you're at war, which is what we uh, should recognize, that when you're at war, they always dehumanize whoever they're fighting against. Right. So right. when they was, they, did, they did the same thing to the uh, Native American, the, to the, the Japanese, to the Japanese, to Japanese right. yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so, so I mean, it makes you. It makes it easier. It makes it easier for you to kill them, you know, without right. remorse and conscience. Makes it easier. They're gooks, you know. They're, they're savages. Angels. They're savages. You know. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, that's the so thing, what, though. That's the it, thing, it, though, it, brother Larue. To me. Uh, tomorrow is a day not to celebrate putting out flags and dressed in red, white, and blue shit. I, 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 okay, before I understood and I knew better when I was real young, you know, I'll never forget, I had a, me and my girlfriend, we both had red, white, and blue t-shirts and shit. That's something. <laughs> yeah. We was going to see the fireworks and everything like that, you know. <laughs> that's what happens when you don't know better. When you, right. When you Right when you don't understand the history, I mean, and and, and a lot of our people, man, are turning away from even uh, analyzing and looking at our history, and and why we think like we think and why we do what we do, uh, 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 because out of and, and so out of ignorance, yeah, out of ignorance, out of ignorance. But when we start understanding why we think like we think and act like we act, which is a uh, uh, which anybody else would have declared as a national state of emergency, uh, the crime and the corruption and all that, mm-hmm. things, the, the, the dysfunctional family situation. Well, look at, look at look at every holiday when you have a, this is a five-day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. This is a five-day weekend. Already, this is a couple of days. Mass shootings in Baltimore, of course, Chicago, St. Louis, and so forth. There was one place I knew that wasn't us. Some Caucasians was involved in some shooting. Yeah, they get involved in shooting too, understand that, you know. But the bottom line is nothing will be done. These these mass killings, I'm going to call it that, because some of them aren't shooting. Some are stabbings. Some are somebody with a, with a vehicle running over like 10 people. And five right. dead. That's a mass. That's a mass killing. That's what they are. They will take right. place uh, not just on these three, four, five day weekends. They will take place every day, every day, Man. any day in this society, because this society with its lying ass will never do anything about the proliferation of guns. Not even the Democrats nor Republicans will do anything about the, the proliferation of guns, especially something uh, uh, really monumental, something that will really deter. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a country 
in Europe. I can't remember which one it was. They've, they're having internal differences and so forth. You know. But there was a mass, there was two mass killings. One with an assault rifle, you know. And so they put their differences aside for a moment and they voted straight ahead, get rid of guns, collect all the guns. Every, and, and, they, and they showed on the national news, you know, a, a store, storage area with piles and piles of guns, assault rifles, shotguns, uh, pistols, everything. Because right. they understood that this won't happen if ain't no damn guns. It ain't about mental illness. <laughs> Shit. Well, it's always about mental illness. But I know there's a lot of mental illness in this society. But hell, you know no. what? Uh, it's about it's, availability it's actually, of guns. Uh, you say what, LaRue? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you know what? They went through that uh, back in the so-called cowboy days when everybody was supposed to have a gun. Right. And anybody, you know what I'm saying? And that's why uh, uh, their history shows them what happens when everybody has a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you know what? The issue, man, the, that Frederick Douglass speech that he did of what does the 4th of July mean to me for the black people? Well, I'm going to play. That man I'm, was so I'm, profound. Yeah, I'm going to play that. I'm, I'm going to play a, a, a version of it of his descendants. There's some young people who were a descendants of Frederick Douglass, and and each of them are playing, each of them are quoting some of the some of the speech. So I'm going to play that after the break, you know, and then we'll talk about that. So I hope you'll stick around. But oh man, it's <laughs> there's some pieces of that shit is just outstanding, aren't they? What does it mean to me? It's barbaric. Yeah, I mean. Then there were there were uh, I got a I got an album here. It's called Great Great Black Speeches. Okay. The people you never heard of, man. I mean, they're orating just as well as Frederick Douglass did. Uh huh. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know they got people reading it, but uh, I'm like, <laughs> man. Uh, so we are well aware of the, well we should be well. Aware. You know what? Uh, I was looking at. I was watching this uh, crime show, and they was talking about this lady had the Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so there's four things that had to happen for uh, the Stockholm Syndrome to take place. Mm. And the first was the shock. Okay. The shock of being captured. Okay. We went, and, and black people, we went through all these stages. Oh, man. yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have Stockholm Syndrome. Right. Those, there's no doubt about it. Anytime you, can ide- you identify with these sons of bitches, this is truly a prime example of Stockholm Syndrome. They captured us, and now we're in this situation, and we behave this way. We're a clear example. Right. But here's, here's, here's the here's the, here's the uh, parts of the process. Okay, there's a the, uh, shock, and then there's the uh, indoctrination, which is brainwashing. So first the shock, then isolation. And we are definitely being isolated, man. We're in a, we're still isolated, black people. We don't we don't really know about unless we really look what's going on with around the world. So we we're, we're really kind of we're culturally isolated. And uh, uh, then there, then comes the indoctrination, and that's happening with the school system because I mean we're dependent on them to educate us. We send our kids to school, and we wonder why our children, man, are, are uh, not 
acting, why they're rejecting what we're telling them over what the school system is telling them, which is the indoctrination. And then there's the promise of reward, and we could, you, we see that all. And you see that all over TV. These uh, black people, man, making big money, big money, and that's and we see that, and that's the promise of reward to us. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're gonna be we're the first black person to do this, and the first black person to do that. Still, that's anyway. So, uh, but I think it's important for us to understand. Not only why they do what they do, but it's important for us to understand why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes. And that is a response about what they have imposed upon us. That's why it's vitally important to liberate yourself, liberate your mind. And that's, right. that's what we're at war for, the minds of our people. Uh, oh, I was going to take another call, but the caller hung up on me. Okay, well, that's okay. I'm quite sure, you, oh, at least I hope I, you will call back. You know, because we got some good dialogue today. Today is the 4th of July. And we're. July. <laughs> it is, man. The 4th of July. Because. Man, look, anytime, anytime somebody tries to put you in slavery, that's an act of war. Yeah. Yes. There's no doubt about that. Yes. And so, and so now we just celebrated a Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we so in our minds, we've been freed. <laughs> See, that's why that's why I have issues with Juneteenth Day, man. Not only man. the fact that they got two and a half more years of free labor out of us, but the idea that they did this and they could liberate us, that they they no, we we did this ourselves, but in the context of what they're talking about, you know, they take they take credit for everything. Man. And then when we look at the history, really nothing changed. No. Nothing changed. And, man, and that led to the great migration of black people coming from the, the old Mississippi to the new Mississippi. Yeah. In, in, Chicago, New York, and all the mm-hmm. but Black people don't here in New York, but Chicago, the Midwest, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get away from them, man. Because yeah. it was still, the conditions had not changed. And see, what else is interesting is that when they talk about, well, the war was fought for slavery, I maintain and I'll always maintain the war was not fought because we were in captivity. The war was fought because the industrialization of the North against the free labor economy of the South. That's why it was fought. Because Correct. why then, when you fight the war and, and, and the North won the war and the North won the war with our insistence, the South was winning the war and, and Lincoln uh, uh, introduce American Africans into the war and we started pushing back and so forth and winning and and uh, then they won the war but still you know we were not welcomed we we won the war we, we could get off the plantation but where are we gonna go that's why that's why they said that's why they said what you should do is go back to your plantation and tell the mother pay me. Yeah, right. <laughs> All in the fact, work I've done, I want you to pay me. Yeah. You well, know. In fact, they and, uh they came the people like the John Birch and the, and the Ku Klux Klan, they came out to keep black people from leaving the South. And, and part of it part of it was also of us going to the 
why the North wanted us in the North was also uh, related to politics. Well, also, yeah, busting unions. <laughs> busting unions because they, 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 the unions were starting to form and making demands on, 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 on businesses, and particularly industry, that they didn't want to pay. Because why? The selfish and greediness of these Europeans. And so what did they do? The, the, the Caucasians uh, uh, brought us in at a very low rate to bust the unions, and there was the fights right there. And so, you know, we have been a manipulated people in this society from the very beginning. And yet and still, we keep holding out hope and praying and wishing. That's like the other day I saw some things about some Negroes talking about, yes, there is no slavery. Yes, we shouldn't fight for reparations. I'm tired of these damn Negroes. And, and, and my contention is we got to get out of here. This is not a good place for us, LaRue. This is not a good place for our sanity, for us as human beings. We will never be credited as a people here in this kind of madness. We will never be substantiated as a people in this kind of madness. We got to get out of here. But yet and still, we believe that somehow we can appeal to the moral nature of these crackers. There is no moral nature. They're immoral. They're liars. They're evil-minded. Their intentions are devious. So, anyway, man, let me get let me get to um, a break here, brother. You hang on, Larue. I'm glad you called. I ain't hey. heard from you in a while, man. It's good to always chop it up with you, and uh, hopefully, man, some more hey. folks will call in, man. You just stay with us, okay? Okay. Right on, brother Larue. Brother Larue, okay. Ned. Black Laws. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. When we come back, we'll play that piece. I usually play the piece with uh, James Earl Jones does his rendition of Frederick Douglass's speech. You know, but this is his descendants, about six young, young people and they get a chance to talk about it as well. You know, it is it is a very stirring speech to what, what was it? Uh, some some women's group that he was addressing at the time. But uh, stay with us. You're listening to African Respect. We're listening to African Perspective. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. That's uh, Chicago Steppers. Break. Shakedown. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Put in Shakedown Chicago Steppers. Watch them brothers and sisters. Man, they so smooth. Man. And that's the cut, ain't it? I swear. Chicago Steppers. Ah, yeah, this tomorrow is the 4th of July, but hey, you know, whatever day is closest to, to the program, we're going shout to shout out on the 4th of July because, you know, uh, many of our people Unfortunately, we buy into this, into the propaganda that the United States, the greatest country in the world, no better place ever in the world because of the creature comforts that it affords and not understanding what it has done, how it has done it, and what it continues to do. There, to me, uh, when you look at European Caucasian extremism, racism, and privilege, you know, that's I got that from Brother Paul. You know, because they're not supreme. They're not, you know, and, and and they're not white, you know. But, of course, they came up with the idea of white and all of the, the superlatives of being white. And, of course, we were black and all the silly things about being black. You know, we're not black. We're Africans. We're not black. We are Africans. They are Europeans. They are Caucasians. We're Africans. And the reality of the situation is we are diametrically opposed to each other. Not us, of course, because us, we supported, we welcomed, we, we helped them. We've helped them two or three times, helped them back in ancient Kemet with the Greeks. Greeks studied at our feet for decades. Everything in Greece is owed to us for what we uh, uh, allow them. And then again, we did it again during the, the Moorish conquest, the Moors in Spain, 700 years in Europe. Taught them to get them animals out of the castle and put them in a corral. Taught them how to bathe and so forth. Oh, so many things. Once again, algebra, you name it. You know? Then, then um, they decided, hey, we may war amongst ourselves. And we do because we're very war-like, warmongering-ass people. But we're going to come together for those who are outside of us. You know, kick the Moors out of Spain, kick the Sephardic Jews out of Spain, came together, you know, Martel and Charlemagne and so forth. And all these other folks started venturing off and exploring. Marco Polo goes to China, comes back with pasta. That's right. Pasta is Chinese, not rice. Rice is African. Rice is African. Pasta. and But of course now everybody thinks pasta is what? Italian. Marco Polo. But he came back with something deeper though. Fireworks, gunpowder, which Europeans use to shape and fashion weapons. That's the main thing to help facilitate his rise. Superior weaponry. Because I always said, if you listen to this program, you'll, you'll know. That the European always found a better way to kill your ass. From the time he threw a rock and hit you upside the head 
or with a club or with a stick or a spear with a knife. Later, Gatlin, later, catapults, later, all kinds of torture devices, later, all kinds of weaponry, automatic weaponry. They have a, what is that, the bump stock to put on a semi-automatic weapon, and now you can make it automatic, and you can kill 100 people in two minutes (laughs) by yourself. They always found a better way to kill your ass because that's who they are. That's what they do, you know. So on this 4th of July, my my contention has always been to expose them, but I do that every every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Expose the lies, expose them for who and what they are, you know. Just don't talk about them, but talk about us and what we must do, what we have to do. I understand a lot of us are crippled or retarded because of what has happened to us, because of them. They are the crux of the problem. I never blame us. No, I will not. I will not blame us. I will never use the adage, we're our own worst. I hate that. We're our own worst enemy. No. Understand what an enemy is. What is an enemy? How can we be our own worst enemy? No, no, we do some things that are just abnormal for us to do to ourselves in spite of uh, uh, all the things to the contrary. I understand that. But our real enemy is Europeans, Caucasians, Urugu. They have been an open and sworn. That's why to me, the idea of of Republic of New Africa having some land here. And, they, and at that conference I went to last weekend, not just past weekend, but last weekend before the uh, conference I went to, there was people still talking about establish some land here. No. No. Hell no. You, you're in the midst of an open sworn enemy, but not only that, you only chose five states sandwiched in between Florida and everybody else. The five states were South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. Why not Florida? Hell, why not all the other parts of, of, of the South, which we're predominant in, in Kentucky, in Tennessee, in North Carolina? Hell, Virginia too. I don't know. But the, but, but the bottom line is, this will never happen for us. This will never be a place for us where we can live and love freely. It is not designed that way. This is theirs, not ours. And they constantly show us with these last few Supreme Court decisions. And this Supreme Court will be in existence for at least a decade or maybe two because there is no there is no term limits. They are there forever. Clarence Thomas his Negro ass. He came on the court. I remember. I remember the confirmation hearings with Nita Hill. I remember him talking about going to going to school under affirmative action. Yeah, I benefited from affirmative action. That's right. I got on the fire department on affirmative action. Could I have competed in an open piece? I don't know. I doubt it. But if it's all. But if all I had to do, listen. But if all I had to do was pass the test, the written test, 
because I know my written test scores were going to be better than some Caucasians, but I would have kicked their ass in the physical agility. I'd kick their ass. And that's what I did amongst the, uh, uh, my group under the affirmative action. It was just my brothers and sisters and some Latinos uh, and some Native Americans at the time in 1975 um, because I came on January 26 and 76, you know. But I had kicked ass. And then I kicked ass in the oral examination. Then I kicked ass in the physical. I was ready. I'm glad they didn't do a drug test, family. <laughs> Stop laughing, LaRue. <laughs> and other listeners. <laughs> but, you know, the bottom line is, you know, listen, all of these schools, all of these damn schools are going to have a whole bunch of us on that football field when the football season happens. All of these damn schools will have a whole bunch of us on the basketball court when that season begins. My contention is you can't, you don't, you don't want some of the best of us under an affirmative action so you can give these brothers and sisters an a, a ability to go to these, uh, uh, what do you call them? A predominantly white institutions, uh, BWIs, BWI, PWIs, predominantly white institutions. But, oh, but you'll take all the athletes we have, yeah, to entertain your ass and make all this money, and you don't pay them. I know ain't na- name, image, and like, I don't like name, image, and likeness because it's too individualistic. Some will get it, some many won't. I don't like name, image, and likeness. I want a system where these brothers and sisters can reap the reward for, uh, uh, of, of the players more so than just an individual. Because there are some people right now, man, who, uh, young people who uh, have, you know, utilized this, the, uh, the internet, you know, very well. And they, they already, they had it even probably even before name, image, and likeness came into existence. So good social networks, influencers, or whatever. No, I'm saying that we need these these young people, you know, they need uh, a system where they make money from college because college makes billions, billions. And of course, my March, March Madness, March Madness is a stirring reminder of what this country was built off, what made this country so-called great. That's right. Making tons of money off the unpaid labor of us. Making tons of money, billions of dollars. The NCAA, billions of dollars. Football, basketball. So, but but all the other, you know, yeah, I know. That's what pays it. Basketball and football pays golf, tennis, gymnastics, swimming team, a lot of track and field. That's what I know. I understand that. And so those athletes can travel here and there. And coaches making millions. They're making tens of millions of dollars. And that's why I hate Dabu Sweeney today of Clemson. I can't stand that mother. I can't stand. Because he was in a piece talking about 
No, I don't want them to get paid. In fact, anytime they get paid, I, I'm going to quit because they shouldn't get paid. Oh, but your ass making damn near seven, eight million dollars a year, and you got all these revenue streams. Let me play this piece from uh, Frederick Douglass and his uh, children. Once again, it's an outstanding piece. And uh, what is your 4th of July? That's right. What is your 4th of July to us? You know? is my great 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 granddaughter of Frederick Douglass. I am the great 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 grandchild. I've been counting on my fingers since I was like five. This is the 4th of July. It is the birthday of your national independence and of your political freedom. Fellow citizens, I shall not presume to dwell at length on the associations that cluster about this day. The simple story of it is that 76 years ago, the people of this country were British subjects. Oppression makes a wise man mad. Your fathers were wise men, and if they did not go mad, they became restive under this treatment. With brave men, there's always a remedy for oppression. They succeeded, and today you reap the fruits of their success. The freedom gained is yours and you, therefore, may properly celebrate this anniversary. Fellow citizens, pardon me. Allow me to ask why am I called upon to speak here today? What have I or those I represent to do with your national independence? Are the great principles of political freedom and of natural justice embodied in that Declaration of Independence extended to us? I am not included within the pale of this glorious anniversary. Your high independence only reveals the immeasurable distance between us. The blessings in which you this day rejoice are not enjoyed in common. The rich inheritance of justice, liberty, prosperity, and independence bequeathed by your fathers is shared by you, not by me. The sunlight that brought life and healing to you has brought stripes and death to me. This 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice, I must mourn. Fellow citizens, above your national tumultuous joy, I hear the mournful wail of millions. At a time like this, scorching irony, not convincing argument is needed. Oh, had I the ability and could reach the nation's ear, I would today pour out a fiery stream of biting ridicule, blasting reproach, withering sarcasm, and stern rebuke. For it is not light that is needed, but fire. It is not the gentle shower, but thunder. We need the storm, the whirlwind, and the earthquake. 
The feeling of the nation must be quickened. The conscience of the nation must be roused. The propriety of the nation must be startled. The hypocrisy of the nation must be exposed. And its crimes against God and man must be proclaimed and denounced. What to the American slave is your 4th of July? I answer, a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham. Your boasted liberty and unholy license. Your national greatness, swelling vanity. Your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless. Your denunciations of tyrants, brass-fronted impudence. Your shouts of liberty and equality hollow mockery, your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings, when all your religious parade and solemnity are to him mere bombast, fraud, deception, impiety, and hypocrisy. There is not a nation on the earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are the people of these United States at this very hour. Allow me to say in conclusion, notwithstanding the dark picture I have this day presented of the state of the nation, I do not despair of this country. Um, this speech was written almost 170 years ago, but there, I mean, this part of it is still extremely relevant, especially with today's protests. I think that when people are oppressed, they feel silenced, and if someone feels silenced, they get angry. There are certain tactics that you need to use to get people to really hear your voice, and it's not always going to be just like a very calm discussion. I think he's mostly talking to the people who are already on his side, but believe that um, they can still try to talk this out, or that things are still justifiable. I know a lot of people at the time were saying, and people now are still saying that it's not as bad as it could be. While the 4th of July probably does not feel the same to me as it does to others, I wouldn't say that it has no meaning because it is the time when America as a country became free from another country. Um, but I would say that it's not the time in which I gained my freedom. He had a lot of hope, especially for his age. And like I'm getting to the point in my life where I'm only 20 years old, but I'm, I'm exhausted. Like, I'm, I have these thoughts like, will we ever really get to this point? Or is this really something that we should actually spend our time fighting for? Somebody once said that pessimism is a tool of white oppression, and I think that's true. I think in many ways we are still um, slaves to the notion that it will never get better. But I think that there is hope, um, and I think it's important that we celebrate black joy and black life, and we remember that change is possible, change is probable, um, and that there's hope. Yeah, we keep holding out hope, don't we? Keep hope alive. <laughs> keep hope alive. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
we we wasted so much time and energy and lives because we keep holding out hope that somehow these sons of bitches will respect our humanity and will allow us to be part of this rotten, nasty-ass pie that they have created. Instead of us saying, I understand who you are. I know who you are. I know what you've done, and you know what you've done, and we're tired of it. It's going to end. No, we don't want to be a part of your government. We don't want to be a part of none of your systems because racism is in everything you do. Neely Fuller and Francis Cress Wilson told us in all areas of people activity, all areas of people activity, racism is involved. Religion, society, education, you name it. We have a caller, 404, 404, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. Hey, my uh, sister, how are you? I'm good, good. good. Yeah, I, I'm going to want to get that number that you have, too, so I don't have to be in t- t- tunnel in or tune in. I know you gave it out, but I, I want you to give it back again because they just cut into your show. They did, huh? Yeah, they, they, and yeah. they do those long, long commercials. I know you gave us the number before well, or something, well, and I, I really wanted to get that. We'll try to go on Time for an Awakening. When you go on the Time for an Awakening yeah. website, on the right, uh, almost like halfway in there, there is um, the the program that you can tune that you can hit, and this this should be the program that you're listening to right now. If you go to yeah, I do that, and okay. they cut into it. They cut into uh-huh. it there. They should be cutting into yeah, when it I there. Go, if I go to, um, I have it on the the um, on the phone, on uh-huh. the, uh, and then when you press yeah, but um, but it, but if you go to tune in. That's what happens. I'm saying don't go to tune in, you know, uh, go to uh, time for an awakening dot com. Okay. Go to time for oh, an awakening. Okay. Yeah. Oh, go to time for an awakening dot com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. So it. go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm enjoying your program. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, the, the 4th of July is, 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 is just the farce, like they said. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you were talk, talking earlier uh, about were they trying to so-called free the, quote, enslaved Africans out of benevolence. And it, it absolutely was not benevolence. And I know some other points are made. But one of the other points is that they were doing it out of fear. That's what I was hearing, that they mm-hmm. knew once the Africans, um, you know, were so-called um, liberated, then they would come back and be wanting to, um, you know, have have a war and take take out those um you know those those southern um monsters that had enslaved us so well, that was well, that you, was you another know, I, point of it too i think that i think for us we just wanted to be left alone i i don't think that we wanted to have retribution i don't think we wanted to do to them what they did I to us i think some of them did um, and i well, maybe but, but that was their fear yeah. Their fear. Well, that's with, that's, so I'm just that's saying, that was their fear. Exactly, that, well, that was their nice fear. They're gonna be like us, right? And so, therefore, let us try to be nice and give them, you know, try to have this, uh, you know, free and and all the other, you know, right? Uh, because as you can see, we're not like yeah, them. No, right. we did not want retribution. We wanted to be left alone. And so, you well, see I, how I, we I, could I, strive. I ain't afraid. I ain't afraid. I ain't. I ain't. I'm. 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 I'm good with that. Some of them wanted retribution. <laughs> 
I would well, be one of them. Well, no, I understand. Like, uh, no, I wanted. Know, I understand the big payback. No, no, listen, listen, listen. I understand the big payback. I do. Yeah. But the reality yeah. of it is, we were out man and out gun, and we have been, and we still are here in this society. Yeah, but that's, yeah, and so, you know, when they get the war, just like you said earlier, when they were in, in, involved in that that war. Who was losing? They, the whites, was losing. So they had Lincoln get the Africans come in, and that's no, why. They no, the union winning. was losing. They were fighting. It was yeah, whites fighting why whites. They was winning. Right, because was... of what the Africans was doing, and so they knew that. And you know, I'm, I'm just you know believing that they was uh, you know they had some fear for that as, as to not, no benevolence of uh, you know let's just be nice to them and you know let, you know now that we won we want to give them the freedom acres so. Well. Once again, you know, even at that, uh, they they have lied, <laughs> and they were continuing. Yeah, they've been to lying lie. and conniving. Yes, from and, from uh, Jump Street. Yeah. So whether it's whether it's the Confederacy, or whether it's the Union, it doesn't make any difference. They're Caucasians. They liars. And the war was Absolutely. not fought because we were in captivity. The war was fought because that's, of that's what, of an economic issue. The economic issue Absolutely. of of a free labor economy of the South versus the industrialization of the North. And so they want to solidify the union. So in fact, Lincoln said it himself, if I can solidify the union without well, freeing these folks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, so it's just a whole bunch of propaganda that, you know, to try to falsely have them think they would mm-hmm. work for our, our, our freedom. Oh. So, and then, so, so and Frederick Douglass, um, you know, I, he, he did some good things. I'm just wondering, uh, so he was he, he was really married to a white woman. Well, he was married to a sister. In fact, his son, oh, his son, his son fought with the Massachusetts in the movie Glory mm-hmm. with Denzel Washington and Morgan Freeman. Andre Brower plays his son, one with the glasses, who uh, was part of that suicide mission uh, on the attack of Fort Sumner in South Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, where he got killed. Later on, he married a Caucasian woman. What was that? that uh, that's an atrocity there. That's kind of unbelievable. You know, so he had a black woman, and then he right. later on left the black woman right. and went to a white woman. I'm not, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if he divorced her, I don't know, or she died. I, I don't know, you know, but he later what, married this Caucasian well, woman. Yeah. Okay, that that's that is really that's, that's well that's um well that's really something to well, me. Well, the that's, thing was, uh, I mean, a lot sister, of sister, sister, the, sister, the thing was, is that he firmly believed, even though you heard the speech uh, uh, given by his uh, uh, his descendants, these young people, mm-hmm. these young his, the, these young people. I don't think anybody was over twenty some years old. All of them had their little parts. He believed that we could morally change Caucasians and we could be a part of this. He didn't want to go to Africa. He didn't want to go to Liberia. He didn't want to, he didn't want to do those things. You see? Well, he did, well, that don't mean, that don't justify one of the white women. <laughs> he's, he's got all these African women, you ain't got to change. <laughs> okay, so, sister. Yeah. Okay, sister. And then, you know, um, <laughs> and, and about this uh, last thing about the, uh, the affirmative action, situation mm-hmm. um uh that um you know we talked about the uh the py the the the, the pwi school mm-hmm. okay 
predominantly I mean, white institutions. Yes. Hypocrisy and contradiction because they still have an affirmative action for the white people because they have something called a legacy. Right. Have you, right. Are you familiar with so yes. the white? Yes. They get points and they can get in. Not well, because it's theirs, baby. You know that. Him. It's because it's theirs. Their their parents went to the school. Their parents continue to donate money. Their parents continue to whatever. So yes, the yeah, legacy is, is just part and partial of people getting in, and of course payoffs. As you witnessed before, when those uh, uh, Caucasian entertainers uh, were busted a few years ago, getting their children into. Right, right, claiming, right, right. Claiming, right. claiming, claiming, claiming that, that their children were athletes though. and they weren't, you know. But that's yeah. just them because it's their system. That didn't, that didn't go to the Supreme Court. No, they didn't you know, need, they didn't need so to go to the Supreme Court. And, use it. and then the other thing about what they did is so they said um, the black, we, we, we cannot use color. We can't do this. However, they're going to give a, um, uh, but it's okay. They, they said that it was okay to use it for the military. Did you hear that? They said, well, we, we're going to let use diversity because we really want the black people to come in and take our bullets. <laughs> Did you hear? Did you know that they had said that? I mean, they, the hypocrisy in the country. Did, did you know that they had said that? Uh, in their I, you know, let me say this: in the military, <laughs> it's a different situation than it is in higher education for taking or, or, or going through higher education to have an advantage in the marketplace later. Okay, the military is one thing, and of course, they control the military. So. So if you get in, so if you get in and you're proven to be, but they wanted to be killed with that bullet. They said we will not let you go to our schools, our our good schools for education to better you, like you say. But yeah, yeah, we're gonna use that diversity rule that we just said wasn't uh, a fair thing for you guys to go and be on the front line and die for us. Okay, and then not only go, listen, listen. You can use this one too, okay? So now do right. not only you can go die on the front lines, but also too, y- y'all can if you are athletic, you can come to my school <laughs> and play football. You can come to my school and play basketball and make a whole Ooh. bunch of money for me, okay? And ain't no quota on that. As as, as many as do you understand? And I know me and you. I don't know how old you are, sisters. So I'm not gonna put your age out there, but li- I believe I know you up. There, you know, but. At I'm one time, I, I know you are, Sadavia. <laughs> go ahead, girl. <laughs> but but when I was coming up, I'm I'm old enough to know when the Southeastern Conference here, where I live here in Georgia, Georgia had no American Africans. Alabama had no American Africans. Tennessee, all these schools had zero, none on the basketball team, on the football team. And then what happened? A change happened. And those, bou- oh, those bouncers, those uh, uh, <laughs> folks who wanted to give money, those boosters, they recognized in order for these schools to be competitive on a national level, we got to get some of these Negroes in here. And Al- in fact, the main game that changed that was when Bear Bryant of Alabama, he said to the, all those boosters, hey, we got to get some of these black folks up in here. You know, no, we're not going to get any niggers in our school. You want money? You're not. And what happened? What happened was they had a game, USC against Alabama. John McKay, who was the coach of USC, brought his team to uh, Alabama, and Alabama got their ass kicked. 
In fact, the brother that was kicking their ass, Sam Bam Cunningham, just died last year. He scored like four or five touchdowns, whatever. They got their ass whooped, and that changed the whole dynamic of all of us not going to ACBUs and, 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 and making those programs good. What was interesting about that? What was interesting mm-hmm. about that, when the Super Bowl was held here in Atlanta, they had paraded the ACBU brothers who are in the Hall of Fame all those guys from all those schools in the Hall of Fame coming out of the HCBU, Bobby Bell, Alvin Bethea, you know, Jerry Rice, you know. But anyway, I got some more callers, dear. I appreciate you. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, that, that thing. One last other thing I want to say is so those PWI schools, they're not, um, they're, 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 they have, just like was, was brought up Friday, about uh you know they training us to do you know to build up the white institutions so yeah yeah uh, you know oh well, so that, but especially athletics stuff. once again huh? if to me if if you don't want our our scholars uh because see the brothers and sisters that go through that process it's not like they some dumb folks and y'all let them in no these are some sharp brothers and sisters and they go through the process to get in you know but 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 you take every one of the athletes because you want that money that they're going to provide, and you ain't gonna give them a doubt. We give them education, you know. We give them right. room and board. Yeah, right. See, so anyway, all right, dear sister. Yeah, and the HBC. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the HBCUs. I want us to build them up. I do too. That's that our people are doing. I, I don't want us to castigate them. It's things that they can about, do better. How and about, they, they, how about they this? Better. And we have some good people. Listen, that, listen, listen, uh, listen. They, listen, sister. How about this? How about this? Because what? because of what these white folks did with this, uh, uh, you know, situation, what the Supreme Court did. Yeah, good. We ain't going to your schools. And all of the good educators are going to go to HCBUs. And HCBUs are going to teach uh, 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 um African sovereignty. HCBUs are going yes, to teach. Yes, Pan-Africans. Yes, pan Wouldn't that be the deal? And and, and we don't that go to none of y'all schools. And, all the great it, minds are going to go to HCBUs. We're going to funnel money into that. You know, all the eight. A new day. Let me day. mention this, but because a new I'm, dawn, you know, a new our, day. Our brother, our beloved brother, uh, Baruti, you know, he did teach at an HBCU. So, I mean, we've had some revolutionary pan Oh, yeah. Yeah, brother Baba Baruti so, taught I mean, at Morehouse. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. They taught at Morehouse, and then other, and then people that even if, just clarify, people that even had went to the white schools that are scholars, uh, like I yeah. think Mama remember went to Hunter College, but she was over at the CAU, you know, when they were having that the Pan African Conference, yeah. the conference that right. was. Right. So that, that's so we and so that's a meeting place for the, for our African people. We just need to be building it up. I hear it up. All right, dear sister, peace to you. Okay. Okay, peace. Mama Nabantu, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey. So how you doing, dear? Uh, it's been a, a weekend. I'm still dealing with Mama Jackie. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, we do have somebody to speak on the first Friday. Is that coming up? Yep. Well, yeah. You want uh, you want, yeah. you got somebody for me? Yes, I do. I oh, great. I look forward to it. First Friday. <laughs> okay. Good. Back on our schedule. Okay. So the Pan-African Federalist Movement. 
you know. Like I said, I asked those brothers and sisters, some of them, that they known about the Pan-African Federalist Movement. Uh, the brother I had on the, on, on, on the program Friday, he knew of the Pan-African Federalist Movement, you know, uh, but a lot what, of them didn't what know. Was he in? Huh? What organization was he in? He is a, he's the founder of a Community Movement Builders. Community Movement oh, Builders. Yeah. I yeah. talked with uh, about, because he has a lot of youth following. Yes, yes, yes. youth following him. Yes. And uh, I don't know what his position is on the PSN, though. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah, brother, yeah brother Kamal Franklin. Brother Kamal yes. Franklin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah that was a very good conference. Did you go to it? Yes, I did. Oh, but, okay, yeah, yeah, Brother Macasa, Brother Macasa was there on that on that Saturday because they had some folks still talking about, you know, uh, um, trying to appeal to Caucasians and uh, also to uh, the um, um, come on, Oshie. Um it's going to come to me. But anyway, we're still talking about those things, and he was kind of like, "This is." You know, this is not. Well, this ain't really was, radical. Was, this ain't really revolutionary. But I think that the, the, the uh, Sunday well, workshops were very, very impactful. You know, I'm thinking but Republic. It was well I'm, funded. Yeah, I'm oh yeah. Understand it. Yeah. They got a lot of funding from white folks. That's that could be. You talking about radicalism? So that that could be. You know, I I, I can't speak to that. I will say this: uh, it didn't cost you a lot to get in. Only cost no, you twenty five dollars. You guys got fed breakfast, lunch, yes. and dinner, right? Yes. So you know that they put some money into that. So yeah. that was my concern. Would he be interested in partnering with PFM, given the fact that we are strictly dealing, you know, on right. right. Black. Right. Because I mean, also too, I, I didn't hear a lot of uh, uh, LGBTQ RFTUZ. On, on the stage, but they were, but they were there they as were well. There. Of course, they were there as well. You know, so yeah. So okay, Mama Devante, you just hold on there. All right. Okay. Six four six six four six. Good afternoon. Hey, Yoshi, what's happening, man? Hey, Jay, how you doing? I ain't gonna complain about nothing, man. Is that it right? Could be worse. <laughs> It could always, yeah. it could always be worse here in this hellhole. It, it, it's not like it's getting any better on no level. Not. You it know what not. I mean? Yeah. It's just unfortunately we don't realize that it's not getting no better. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, I see that you were talking briefly about these HBCUs. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I I I hate to have to say it, but those schools, in all honesty, are not for the interest in the liberation of people who are looking for sovereignty. No, that's no, just not yeah. what they're. No, they're they not. Are. But they're they're, they're they're never gonna they're never gonna take you to a place to where as you see the cracker for who the cracker is. Now, they may give you a foundation on how to do the necessary study to see this cracker 
for who he is, but they're never going to train you to eliminate this enemy. They're never going to train you from the get-go to stop being at the feet of this Yerugal, this devil, this incomplete human being. That's just not what they were put there for. Always remember, man, this was something that white folks gave to you. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something that most are looking for white folks to keep funding. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you want to be honest about it, the alumni of HBCUs don't treat them in the manner that the alumni of these Ivy League schools do. I mean, it's 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 well. Just they don't make the money things. either. They don't make the money either that those schools no, produce no, either. No, 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 so, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's not so much about the money that you make, brother. It's about the consistency. You know what? I agree with you on what that. You really give, bro. I agree. Hold no, on, hold on, hold on, Jay. Hold don't, on, don't Jay. Hold on, way. Jay. I agree with you on that. But by the same token, I'm right as well. I'm right as well. So the bottom line is, it is the philanthropy. It is giving back to the institution that educated you. Now, if if I'm in an Ivy League school, you know I'm making a hell of a lot more if I went to, you know, uh, Cheney State, okay, and graduate. Let's be real with that. But the bottom line is, we must give back. We must make them strong. And in light of what we just said earlier, Jay, about uh, the elimination of affirmative action and our inability now to go to these uh, PWIs, uh, publicly white institutions, that we should strengthen the ACBUs and make them the schools that we need them to be. Make them African-centered. Make them teach about uh, independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty. Make them a school where that's our focus. And the hell if we don't get no Coca-Cola money, no uh, other uh, 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 General Motors money. You know, you know, O.C., one of the biggest mistakes that some people make in regards to people making money is they think that people who go to Harvard, Yale, and all of these schools make so much, much more money than those that go to these regular colleges what it really boils down to is where you are able to get placed at within the hemisphere of employment i know a couple of people a couple of people that did not go to harvard yale and what you call them that gather on Wall Street, and make a hell of a right. lot of money. Those are exceptions, it's Jay. Based Jay. On, no, Jay. Can I finish yeah, no, the point? Yeah. It's based on being able sure. to get in the door, to be able to then once you get into the door, do your thing. Right. I in agree. certain situations. Other situations, it's not. I got a friend of mine who, who I've done business with, he went into Bear Stone as a mailboy. And right now, he's making eight figures. 
Mm-hmm. From a male boy making eight figures because he got the opportunity. He had a certain skill set mm-hmm. that once the people in Bear Stearns knew that he understood the stock market, was able to trade and do all those things, sure. he got the opportunity. Sure. Once he got the opportunity, he flourished. Yeah. And the bottom it's line, the line is, so he's what? Oh, he is the exception. He is the exception. He is the exception. He's not the rule. He is the exception. No, and the point being, no, I don't, yes, I don't he believe is. he's the exception because you know why I don't believe he's the exception? i tell you this. Because I play the stock market enough and I make enough money in the market and I don't even devote the necessary time that I should. It's no, just knowing it. Jay. It's just knowing it. Jay. If you take Jay. time and learn Jay. the fundamentals Jay. of something, you can make money, man. Jay, that's the exception. Because if it was the rule, that's not because the it is the exception, Jay. Because if it was the rule, there'd be a whole bunch of people and the stock market itself is a gamble. It's a damn gamble. It's not certain. <laughs> But because he knew it, and, and, and you and, too, and you it's know. Clearly, it's, clearly, it's clearly, if you think that the stock market is a gamble, you don't understand stocks. Okay. So I don't even argue okay. with people who make that statement okay. because – it's it's not a it's not a gamble if you know if yeah. you know okay. what you're doing. I mean, it's too many. Okay, it's too okay, many, Jay, 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 too Jay, many Jay, people Jay, who make no, it's money not. You see it market. all the time. You see it all the time. The fluctuation of stock market based upon the, uh, the conditions of, of, of the finance because the city. People it goes up and down. Doing. There's ups people and downs. People don't know what they're doing. Regardless, I, it's who oh, you invest with. Hey, Jay, I'm going to cut you off. No, hold on, Jay. I'm going to cut you off because I got to get to some more callers and the time is of the essence. Go ahead. So, I don't want to. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. LaRue, good afternoon. Brother Oshi. Yes, sir. Some uh, <clears throat> kind of stuck in my mind. One thing, man, that um, when we talk about the um, Emancipation Proclamation, Juneteenth, and all of that, and, and, and uh, one of the reasons, man, that rarely gets mentioned. It's black people's resistance to slavery, African people under slavery. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they talk about our what our ancestors died for. Well, when we first got here, we wanted to get back. We wanted to right. live according to our African cultures and even get back to Africa. Right. That was our right. first intentions. Exactly. So, yes. Right. So since we couldn't get, since that couldn't happen, there was so much resistance of what of the to the negative treatment that we were receiving under slavery, man, that it uh, we put fear throughout the whole land. That's one of the reasons. That's one of the main reasons that the European came up with the Emancipation Proclamation because slavery had become an unhealthy subject to America, even in Congress, man. Every slavery locked up everything, so they had to change the situation and condition. Uh, uh, under under uh, that controlled us, mm-hmm. so they couldn't do it blatantly. So they had to do it. Um, uh, what is it? Oh, covertly. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, and so the, and then that's where all the manipulation and uh, we had to, well, you know, then, then well, we got manipulated into uh, well, wanting to go to their schools, and, and we thought if we got what they got, 
that we would get the same results that they're that they're getting. That that all came later on down the road. But the the main thing is the reason that they came up with the uh, Emancipation Proclamation is because of our resistance to slavery, and that's not what's being emphasized, and it should be. Mm-hmm. Right. And and and, and 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 the fact is, and, and and that is the fact that we definitely need to promote for ourselves because, you know, once again, the Caucasians let them tell it, you know, we did nothing on our own. We we freed you. This All we did was sing, big, pray, and run away. You, you know, and and, uh, right. and, 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 and so the, the reality is, we always freed ourselves. It ain't a damn thing that you if you could if you could have kept us in, in captivity, you would have. In fact, you exactly. still did. In fact, you still did with convict leasing. In fact, you still did with the terror that you struck in us with a lynching, you know, and beatings. Right. And and then and then even when we started to do something for ourselves in Rosewood, in Tulsa, Elaine, Arkansas, Allentown, and many other wow. places, you what? You tore them down. You vamped on exactly. them. You killed us and stole our shit and burned the towns down. No. Yeah. You know. And they did that even though we were imitating them. Yeah. yeah. So no matter how much we conform to what they want, we still not no. gonna get the results. No, because we won't if we No, because we're less than human. They didn't consider us human. So no, there's nothing that you can do to impress them. No. In fact, if you do start looking impressive, I'm going to take your shit. <laughs> you know? And you, you, and you forgot to mention the Black Panthers. I mean, the Black Panthers, man, was doing some neighborhood of uh, uh, feeding, uh, right. feeding the youth and cleaning up the neighborhood and doing all kinds of stuff. Right. Then they, uh, then they started to infiltrate. Yeah. Next thing you know. So, yep. And causing dissension. So because they had right. they, had the, they had the food program of which I participated in. I remember about for two weeks I helped feed uh, uh, the the kids over at this over at St Boniface, which would be uh, uh, Larue over by North Division, St Boniface Church over that way would be like a North, by North Division, and I helped feed young people, you know, children, and then of course exactly. they also had the medical piece. There was a lot of things that they did because they understood. You know that the white folks ain't gonna do it. We got to do this for ourselves. Exactly, exactly, and that's exactly. So that's what we gotta. I mean, and the, so it's like a rock in a hard place. So, so we might as well, like you just read uh, uh, from the uh, uh, revolutionary thought. We we do better dying fighting for our own, yes. just doing our thing, than we do than we would acquiescing and, and going looking for rewards from them. Right. Exactly. Right. So, but yeah, man, we, our resistance to slavery, man, is what that's where our. So, and if we're still in slavery, then we need to find ways to heal from it and correct it and even resist it still to this day. Mm-hmm. But right. see, the, the the thing is that it it it, it transformed. It's just a little bit different than it was when in the physical enslavement that was imposed upon us. Now it's mental. Now. Right. It, it, it's a condition of the mind making us believe that uh, we're part of this madness too, and and, hey, and just hey, as much and ours the, as and, it is and, theirs. And, and, and the and the uh, the bull whip was replaced by the money whip. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and, and, and the fact that the money situation globally, who knows what's going to happen with it, you know, because the American dollar, once you got BRICS, you got the, the, those countries that are uh, into that, with the, which is the Brazil, Russia, China, you know, South Africa, and who else, Pakistan, I think, or India, India, you know, and, and, and some of them, many other countries want to join them. They don't want to join uh, uh, the European Union. They don't want to join, you know, the, the, uh, the money that the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank has been utilizing for, for, for decades. So it's going to be very interesting, brother. It's going to be very interesting. And, and my contention exactly. is we got to do for ourselves. See, exactly. when, see, see the, the, the biggest thing that happened for us that could have been monumental was Muammar Gaddafi creating that gold coin to utilizing that on the continent. We could have had a country that had, could have had their true independence, particularly monetarily, but no. The United States, uh, the European Union, all these other Caucasians, they were not going to allow that to happen. They had to kill Muammar Gaddafi. They had to squash that idea, you know? And, right. and, and, many, and, other, and many other of our leaders that thought in an independent way, that thought in right. a sovereign like, way, Thomas Sankara, Patrice Lumumba, they killed so many of our leaders. And, and, and yet and still, we support this, this damn thing. The people right. that we support, and many of the Negroes in it that, that are supported, Barack Obama, that's why I can't stand Barack Obama's ass to this day. He's the one that helped kill Muammar Gaddafi. You know, put that campaign, that negative campaign out on him to justify killing him. And then all the other Europeans, the Caucasians of America, killed all the other African leaders to keep well, us look, in this condition. So, the most important thing that we can do is to get our African minds back. That's right. That's Thank it. you. That's it, brother. LaRue. That's the, bo- that's the that's bottom. That's the bottom line. line. That's the bottom line, brother. That's man. the bottom line. Yeah. Now, and there ain't gonna be no black man that's gonna sit at the head of the white man's table with the African mind. That's not gonna happen. So, <laughs> Say it again, Larue. Say it again. There's <laughs> not gonna be no black man sitting at the head of the European table with the African mind. That's, that's not right. gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. They're Thank not, you. It's not gonna happen. So, but like the most important thing is for us to get our African minds back. That's, That's right. it. That's it. There you go. All right, dear brother. Peace to you, man. Thanks a lot, man. Peace. Peace. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind, but not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they shown the hell, damn it, don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed day, a wonderful day. Whatever you decide to do, you be safe. Shem Hotep, that means go in peace. Isante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahadier, Bibi Fahadier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Peace, family.